Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. The Chris and Amy Show, sponsored by Summer at SLU. Find your kids' best summer yet at St. Louis University. It's the Chris and Amy Show. Check it out. St. Louis, Mount City, we are going to have a great day today. Now, Amy Marks course, Chris Ranji on KMOX. Let's take it from the top. Let's go! It's Friday. It's Friday! Let's what's, go! What's up, people? This is the best, this is the best hour in radio. In Every single week. Well, it's radio. up there. It's up there. No, I bet it's you. it's not up there. It's there. I bet you between 10 and 11 o'clock yeah. Central Time, yeah. there is not a radio show in the block that is as good as this one. <laughs> no. There, oh, come on. It's a big block. I would say the entire. It's a pretty big block. I bet, I bet in the country. In nothing, the whole country. In the whole country, nothing is as good as this hour. It's wow. Chris and Amy with Hancock and Kelly. Here we are. Today. That would be the reason it's the best hour. <laughs> Michael Kelly's so, so not, not, you're over it. You look over it. No, it's just, it would be the reason that it's the best hour is that it's you two with us two. You and can't so be over it yet. We yeah. just started. Yeah. No, I'm in. So, yeah, he's in. 314-436-7900. That is a phone number that you can call and text. Uh, 314-944-1120. If you want to leave a voicemail, we're on social media at Chris Amy KMOX. Time now for the top of the order. The top three stories everybody will be talking about. Well, Jefferson City sounds fun. A lot going on in the legislature <laughs> down there, which we can't wait to talk about with Hancock and Kelly. And Bud Light is back, baby. You're going to see back. them in the Super Bowl, at least the commercials. I have to admit, I had some Bud Light recently. It's delicious. But are you going to see the Chiefs in the Super Bowl? A big <laughs> AFC championship game happens on Sunday. They will be taking on the Ravens. Dane and Hughes, Kansas City Chiefs analyst, will be joining us on the show today. We also have Scott Jagow coming in. Uh, Fred Bottomer is going to join us and we in have the 12 a, o'clock we hour. We have a special treat for Scott Jagow. <laughs> yeah. Don't talk about it. Well, I just, don't he's tell, not don't. listening. Okay, well, just be careful. He's a Bills fan, He's and we build. have a very... Shh, shh, I just want shh, him... Stop. God, you love to give away the thing before oh, it happens. Oh, and Doobie Speaking Brothers Speaking of giveaways, tickets. Doobie Brothers Doobie tickets. Brothers. Whoa! You don't even know the Doobie Brothers. I do. It was one of the first... It may have been the first concert I ever saw. Okay, well, ask. guess what? We have a pair of tickets to yeah. give away. You can't win them That's because incredible. you work here. Oh. Uh, but our final pair of tickets to yeah. give away, we'll do it before the show's Michael over. Michael Kelly, mm-hmm. it's the Doobie Brothers. Do you know why Michael McDonald will be there? Because he's a doobie. That's exactly right. Ranj. I didn't know that. I was like, why is Michael McDonald going to be I thought there? It was, I thought he was opening for him. No. Yeah. So like, oh, I wow. I actually saw the Doobie Brothers last year at Radio City Music Hall what? with my all 78-year-old mother. That's the cutest. That's We adorable. were at dinner across the street from uh, Radio City Music Hall. And I look up and it says the Doobie Brothers are playing tonight. And I said, we had finished dinner. I said, Mom, let's walk over and see if we can get a ticket. 
and we walked over and went and saw the Doobie Brothers. It wow. was awesome, right? Yeah, for face value. Right yeah, it's office. crazy That's though great. to watch your mom pull out a lighter and you know, and then she's like, you know, giving eyes to the lead singers and stuff at seventy nine. Oh, that did she? No, that was a joke, okay. Ron. It was supposed to be funny. Keep trying. Can I say this for all the Republicans and conservatives listening? Yes. Maybe they hate Chris Ranji. Because he's a leftist lunatic. Yeah. Who? Maybe, what, what are we talking maybe, about? Maybe a liberal well, lunatic. No, yeah, liberal lunatic. Maybe they hate Michael Kelly because he's a communist, right? right? You know how this. Yeah, so, yeah. Star Wars. He's a socialist. These we are, two, as you call it, libtards. These... That's what they call oh, us. Yeah. Lib, lib what? Libtards. Remember, oh. that's the word that they call us. Yeah, people? that's what they call us. Yeah. Can I just say, I know both of you gentlemen on and off the air, and you guys, you take care of your mothers, and it's so admirable, and it's adorable. You were taking care of your mother. Well, listen, listen. Every day, hey, hey, you're always on, taking your on, care of your mother. You two are yeah. fine gentlemen. No, mother, I just think the Republicans and conservatives should look at you go and go, but these guys... Mother takes care of me. <laughs> mother. <laughs> yes, mother. I call her mother. I call her mother like Mike Pence. <laughs> don't even say that. <laughs> I'm like, yes, mother. <laughs> you, no, you guys are... You guys, I... It's very admirable. You guys are good sons. Mm. Yeah. I'm, going, that's true. I'm, I'm, I'm going to see you two with my mom too. That's so I, what are you cute. two again? Why don't you take me? My mother wanted that wants to go, and I she's taking go. me. So that's <gasps> oh what I'm going. Oh my gosh! Can you take? Why don't you and your mom go, and then Ranj can go with his mom Pam, and you guys can double date with your mom. You want to double date with so our moms? Cute. Yeah, yeah. Pam anyway, I just it. think I think conservatives. Before you yell at these guys. You should acknowledge they're good sons. We're good people. They're good people. Yeah. Well, I mean, don't you think that, and I get it, I mean, most, but I I mean, y'all are good people, You're going to get a call and go like, Joseph Stalin took care of his mother. <laughs> <laughs> but did he, though? Did he? We don't know. <laughs> don't know. <Yeah>. Hey, uh... <laughs> uh... All right, uh, do we want to talk about Jefferson City? We can talk about whatever you want, Ron. I love Amy. Amy's, she's I love not, her. Amy's a lunatic. Yeah. Well, when, listen, she's ginned up the, and excited to be at work because it, it's a rare occasion. So she's oh here, and so God. she's excited she's been here to be a whole out. Week, so yeah. It's been a whole week, hasn't it? A whole week. I yeah. Know. You're about due for another vacay, aren't Whatever. you? Whatever. And I stood up for you. I, I do stand up for you all the time. By the way, stand up a little taller. I, you're, I, I can't see you. Well, <laughs> well, this is hurtful. All right, guys. Um, I hope your mother's listening. Yes, Ron. I'm debating whether we should take a break because we don't have a whole lot of time before we need to. Well, but let's, let's. We can do whatever. I let's, mean, it's, let's, the world it, is I your can oyster. Do whatever I want. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Jefferson City uh-huh. is yeah. a. Whew, there's a lot going on down there right now. There's a lot of cost. I say speaking. down there, but it's not that down, is it? It's more. Right. Over. Yeah, it's over. Um, over and down. What do you make. What do you make of of what's happening there now and the chaos that we have seen in, well, in particular the last week? Yeah, the Freedom Caucus and four members, uh, Caleb Rodin, Rodin? Rodin. Rodin. Rodin, kicking off their committees, four members of the Freedom Caucus, which was the now defunct conservative caucus. Did he kick them off the committees or just remove them from their chairmanships? Right. I think Mm. he just removed them from their chairmanships, which is his prerogative as the president pro tem of the Senate. Yeah, my understanding is he removed them from their chairmanships. Um, so here would be my assessment of what's going on, and I think John can do a better description of exactly what's happening inside the Republican Party that's fostering this. Yeah. But I think what what's ultimately going on here is essentially what we're watching in uh, Washington, D.C., which is the realignment of the Republican Party. Uh, the Democratic Party is kind of irrelevant down in Jefferson City. Uh, because of this huge majorities. And what you have is this faction of, I guess they call themselves Frida caucuses, but they're, 
essentially MAGA types, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates types, who really just believe that it's my way or the highway. Uh, you know, they have this idea, I want the whole pie. If I don't get the whole pie, I'm not taking 80% of the pie, I'm going to cut it off. Um, and what you have with the other Republicans, they want to govern. They actually want to get things done. Uh, and they continue to run into this obstruction inside the Republican Party. And so what we're seeing played out at a a, a local level or a statewide level is exactly what we're watching uh, in terms of the fight that's taking place inside the House of Representatives, et cetera. And it's, uh, it's really sad to watch uh, if you're a Republican. It's enjoyable if you're a Democrat because they're not going to be out there passing any policies. Uh, you couple this, the fact that this is an election year uh, and term limits and everybody's running for something. Uh, and so this is time to throw meat at the, at, at, the, at the base. And that's exactly what we're doing. And the fact that we're sitting here talking about it right now uh, is probably making Bill Igel more happy uh, than, than him actually accomplishing his policies. Yeah, it's it's a little different here than it is in Washington. In Washington, in the House, you've got a what now a two seat majority, and uh, in the Missouri Senate, it's a two thirds majority. So the Freedom Caucus is not able to, you know, kick out the leader uh, because Caleb Rodden was elected by the whole Republican Caucus. So he is he's the floor leader. He's the president pro tem of the of the Senate. And you, but you've got this situation where the, the folks that that want to, you know, and I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. They're trying to push forward initiative petition reform, and they see this apparently as the best path forward to achieve that. Uh, it doesn't look like it's going very well to me. But the bigger issue inside is, is what's happening because every one of these folks now that are in the state senate, or a majority of them, have won a primary. They've either defeated a traditional Republican conservative and they're a Freedom Caucus member or a traditional Republican conservative has defeated a Freedom Caucus would-be member in the primary election. So you've got all that tension that goes back to everybody's individual elections to office that's part of the problem. The other part of the problem is we're living in an era of term limits where you can serve eight years, two terms in the state Senate, uh, and then it's you move up or you get out. And so many of these people are running against one another for statewide offices this year. So you've got members of the state Senate in there that are running for secretary of state. They're running for lieutenant governor. One's running for governor. And so all of that, you throw all of that mix into the stew with all the bad blood that has come out of the organic campaigns. And you've got real intense uh, dislike going on on an interpersonal level. And then what flows from that is what we're what we're all witnessing here. You know, we always talk about primaries at the national level that if if we wanted better choices, because it's when it comes to the president, how many times do you hear another person say, well, these are these are the two best week. This is the best we can do. These two guys. Well, if you vote in primaries, you could select better candidates at the local level. Do you think if more clear-headed Republicans like Michael is talking about were to participate in the primaries that we wouldn't have situations like this? Well, you're going to have some situations like this. But would it be I, as intense? You no, know, I think, yeah, I, I think generally the people who identify as partisans is a shrinking number, and the people who vote in primaries is a greater shrinking number. 
and that that creates some inherent problems that you're dealing with right now. And and it, you know, we've talked about this before. I, the Republican Party's further down that road than the, the Democrats are, but the Democrats are gaining speed uh, in the in the same manner. Yeah. Uh, this is not the most important angle to the story, but as you mentioned, some of those Freedom Caucus members were removed from their chairmanship mm-hmm. positions, but they're still on the committee. Yeah. Uh, they're still senators. Yeah. So why did Bill Igle lose his parking spot? <laughs> Who I, cares? I, I, Who cares? I just want to know. Yeah. Well, I guess is that a, is that parking like there? You know, like we have all star parking. Is that the like all star? Well, the senators chairman? get to park right under the building there. They. Uh, but then why was he complaining about his parking he, spot? Well, I guess he doesn't get to park there anymore. But he's a senator still. Yeah. Well, he got he got moved to a different spot. He may have had a more choice spot. I mean, it's it's childish. Uh, it's all about themselves. Because he filmed himself. I like, yes. had a meme of that cat driving but and saying, "This is me looking for a parking." Here's spot. what Bill Eigel and and what's his name, Nick Shore, know. Who uh, uh, wants to bring back duels? Right. We're going to get to the, Well, I'm sure you're going to get to that. But yeah, here's what you should know. You They're it. both from St. Charles County. There are five members of this Freedom Caucus down in Jefferson County. I mean, in uh, Jefferson City. Two of them are from St. Charles County. If you look at the voters of St. Charles County, uh, this is not a place that Republicans are winning by huge majorities. This is a very close uh, area. And more importantly, when it comes to a lot of the issues that come up, whether it be minimum wage, uh, Internet gambling, legalization of marijuana, expansion of uh, Medicaid, and opposition to right to work, St. Charles is overwhelmingly on the side of where uh, the, the, the passing this stuff. They want to see common sense, more moderate legalizing uh, priorities. But what Bill uh, Eigel and Nick Shore are doing is they're talking to this extreme base inside of the Republican Party in St. Charles. Why? Because they show up and they vote in primaries. So the real stooges in this whole thing are the voters of St. Charles County who uh, have elected these real extremists who don't necessarily reflect their own view system. And then what Bill Eigel and Nick Shore are trying to do is to stop the people of St. Charles from being able to vote for the very things that they want to see on the ballot. Legalization of marijuana, uh, Internet gambling. That's what's going on here. And if the people in St. Charles don't wake up, I mean, how are two of the most extreme members of this caucus coming from St. Charles County a very moderate county who's very progressive when it comes to these statewide initiatives. That's Michael Kelly. John Hancock is here. We've got more on this when we come back. Chris and Amy show on KMO. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Hey, so we were just talking about the antics in Jefferson City of late. The Um, shenanigans. I love shenanigans. 
I love shenanigans. Depending on when the shenanigans took place. Um, I love Is there a much. board game called Shenanigans? Seems like there might be. It sounds oh, I think you're less thinking like of a Boggle. It sounds like oh, less like be. a board yeah. game, and it sounds more like a charade-type game. Yeah, yeah. Hey, tell right? me about... Uh, I know it's trolling, Yeah. Uh, at least to some extent, but you mentioned Nick Schroer, who uh, proposed, and the Senate Democrats mm-hmm. tweeted this out, um, a proposal to bring back duels on the Senate floor if one member of the Senate has uh, basically besmirched another member of the Senate. <laughs> I hate um, besmirching. Is, don't you love it? Don't you besmirch? Um, so uh, here's what it says. The trusted representative known as the second of the offended senator shall send a written challenge to the offending senator. The two senators shall agree to terms of the duel, including choice of weapons, which shall be witnessed and enforced by the respective seconds. The duel shall take place in the well of the Senate at the hour of high noon. Okay. <laughs> right. I, it's a troll. It is. But what in, what are we doing? Man? These are not serious people. These are not serious people. People, I don't, I mean, and they're coming from, you know, St. Charles County. I mean, I hope these people in St. Charles are going to wake up eventually. I don't understand how these thought processes are are, are coming and, you know, it, it, it it's just laughable. And, John, it's got to be hard for you to be a true, uh, what do you call it, movement conservative to be caught up into this nonsense? Well, it's uh, unique. Uh, now, if, if they would... <laughs> If they would break into dueling banjos on the floor of the Senate now, instead, bam, 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 instead of bam, bam, reading bam, bam, bam. Uh, books for their filibusters, if you make them have a, a talent at least, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna filibuster, you know, provide some value to them to do some entertainment there. And uh, I was under the impression that if you're gonna challenge somebody to to a duel, you have to take off your glove and smack them in the face with it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. I thought of an idea, right? right? Yeah. Um, this is this could be your thing instead of dueling, mm-hmm. right? Um, because you know Republicans, Michael brought up banning books and everything. Say, don't ban books when you could ban Joe. <laughs> Why ban books when you can ban yeah, Joe? That was uh, <laughs> uh, that was uh, dude. That was a bit of a rubber band. There. Can we just? Stretch that thing out. Like, I know it's not time for a break yet, but can we just go no, to one? No, but it's good because then instead of book a... banning, you break out and do a... Yeah, we got it. I do love Dueling Banjo. That's a great tune. Do you like it? <clears throat> I do, yeah. Oh, my God. Hey, when you guys leave at 1045, you want to take Amy with you? <laughs> <laughs> take Amy to I'm snooker. still laughing. Why Dude. ban books when you can ban Joe? Yeah. I mean... <laughs> You're so stupid. Yeah, boy, there's people rolling in the aisles out there. I love it that Hancock, of all people, is ripping on somebody for a dad joke. <laughs> you know what? They're, they're listening right to go, Earl, what did he say? I think she plays the banjo. Oh, my God. All right. Just... There's, and... there's more of this around the corner, unfortunately. Damn. Hancock and Kelly, Chris and Amy, KMOX. All right, gentlemen and lady. It's Chris and Amy show with uh, Hancock Here and Kelly. Are. Every now. Friday we start the show with these two fellas before they go play snooker. Mm. Oh, yeah. Are you going to snooker today? You're yep. going to snooker today? Come on. You're going to do it. Hey, want to play a bit of audio for the two of you. Oh, we're, we're, you know, Thank we're, you, we're talking about uh, We're talking about people getting along and parties infighting and uh, 
you know, generally being on the same page. Here is Marjorie Taylor Greene just a couple of days ago. This is a referendum on the Republican Party, and that's something I'll be saying in my speech tonight. Uh, This is a true change for the Republican Party. It says that not only do we support President Trump, we support his policies. And any Republican that isn't willing to adapt these policies, we are completely eradicating from the party. So it's up to Nikki Haley uh, what she does. So this is um, after the New Hampshire primary, which Nikki Haley lost. Uh, Donald Trump won that one. And Marjorie Taylor Greene saying we are eradicating non-Trump Republicans from the party. What are your thoughts? Well, that's a great way to win elections. Uh, <laughs> you know, if if the objective of a political party is to win an election, which is, I can assure all of you, historically, the objective of the political parties is to go out and win elections. Here's how you don't go out and win elections. Telling people that are members of your party, we don't want you anymore. <laughs> now, unless you've got such a massive number of supporters in the in the country that you can afford to take a chunk of your people and cast them aside, uh, it, doing something like that is going to cost you elections. And the, 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 look, Donald Trump's going to be the nominee. And... Some 20, 25% of folks that identify themselves as Republicans right now are not happy about that fact. Donald Trump's job is to get them to vote for him in November. This is not how you do that. So that's what's interesting is Donald Trump has no interest whatsoever in independence or undecided voters or people who maybe aren't thrilled with him right now. So and he truth socialed posted on truth social uh, just some derogatory comments a long paragraph derogatory about nikki haley and call her nikki Birdbrain haley is very bad for the republican party and then he said this anybody that makes a contribution to Birdbrain from this moment forth will be permanently barred from the maga camp we don't want them we will not accept them because we put america first and always will end quote yeah, I mean that's a, uh, that's how you lose right there. I you know I spent and I lost my elections, but I wasn't trying to. Uh, but you, you almost you almost think that uh, you know he's going out of his way. He, I mean, Republicans are the minority party in the country. We've won the we've won the popular vote for president once in the last seven elections, one time, and that was George Walker Bush uh, in his reelection campaign of two thousand four. Uh, Other than that, we've lost the majority popular vote in every other single presidential election. There is not a margin of error for Republicans to win the White House. And there is not enough in the Donald Trump base, there are not enough Americans, to elect him president, which is fine. That's probably true of any nominee at the time they've gone through a primary. But you've got to add to your number to get to where you can actually win and hold the office. And that is not the way you go about doing it. Yeah, I, you guys run, have run campaigns. If you look at Donald Trump from all of the indictments and the civil lawsuits and sexual assault and the statements that he makes to the uh, the way he hid classified documents to just his statements on Truth Social, the way he roundly mocks His political opponents, even those within his own party, his capriciousness, the way he just any 
this uh, this was something that someone from the National Review pointed out, actually. You had Donald Trump in the White House. Every morning he woke up in the White House and he sat behind the resolute desk in the Oval Office. And all he could do was rage tweet about what Don Lemon had to say about him. Just petulant stuff. If you were trying to lose an election, what would you do differently than what Donald Trump is doing? Yeah, it's, it's um, you know, I don't think that's a winning strategy that they're employing. Now, I will say this, Donald Trump's a movement. There's no question there are millions and millions of people in this country that believe that man has finally figured it out. That man is going to take and and lay to ruin all of the horrible, you know, insider swampy politics that we all hate. <clears throat> He's the one to do it. He's the only one to do it and they believe it and they are passionate it, about it. There's just not enough of them to elect him president. I, I can't offer you any insight to these folks because I, I don't understand it. I mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene, all that other stuff, I don't understand it. I don't think it's a movement. I think it's a cult. Uh, one of my favorite things that people say is uh, the policies of Donald Trump. I'd like them to tell me what one is. I thought one of the policies was closing the border uh, and and finding some type of way to deal with the border. They have that. Donald Trump's now said that's not what he's going to do, and I guarantee you all these sycophants are going to go along with it that we ought not close the border. I mean, so save your policy nonsense. Just say that you found your deity and you're in a cult because that's what this is. It's interesting because a lot of people I felt in 2020 said, and even before that, you know, I'm voting for Donald Trump because of the Supreme Court, because of the Supreme Court, and he did nominate conservative judges to the Supreme Court. He did that. I will give him that if that's what you wanted. And he absolutely did it. What's interesting is of all the defenses I've heard this time around for 2024, no one's even bringing up the Supreme Court. They'll just say his policies. It's like they forgot about the Supreme Court. He had some deregulation, which I can see could help the pro, you know, pro business. There were some tax cuts for a while. But ultimately, you know, he didn't repeal Obamacare. He lost the House. He lost the Senate. He lost the White House. He he deported fewer people than Barack Obama. So you can say... You're you're making that up, Amy. You're just making that up. That's what his people will say. I mean, what you're speaking is fact. I'm with you. But I mean, how do you deal with that when the answer from his own people are going to be, you're making that up. It's just not true. Donald Trump doesn't want to close the border. He said that last night. But if you said that to one of his supporters, they'd be like, that's not true. He wants to close the border the hell he does I, i'm sure you guys saw the the exit polls out of new hampshire of the trump voters there it was like 80 plus percent of them believed that the 2020 election was stolen and of the nikki haley voters 85 percent i'm i'm close yeah. to the number mm-hmm. believe that the election in 2020 was not stolen i mean that and and what that has been is a a perpetuated lie that has been that multiple millions of Americans believe. There are people listening to our voice right now that absolutely are convinced that the 2020 election was stolen. It was not. But you, it doesn't matter if, if the facts you believe are not facts. They're still what you believe. So I, I heard this um, on one of the many political podcasts from all, you know, air, points on the political spectrum. But I thought this was really well said. When something is so offensive or morally repulsive as to be indefensible, there's nowhere else to go but on offense. Right. If you can't defend Trump and his actions, there's nowhere to go but on offense. Like if you say, well, they're making stuff up about Trump. If half of the stuff against Trump is lies, 
That still means the other half is true. That's still a lot. And I still go back to even what Wheeler pointed out. Let's say you don't care about anything that Trump does, his actions, uh, what he says about women, what he's done with women, his own life, his his marriages, his family, his uh, business dealings. Let's say you don't care about that. He still, for his own personal gain, because of his bruised ego, took a sledgehammer to a pillar of American democracy, which is fair elections. And he tried to stop the constitutional process, the peaceful transfer of power. That alone should be a disqualifying. And I I think you are referring to a caller um, they had on the Glover show and Kevin was responding to him. Mm -hmm. Right. This was from a couple of days ago who said um, and I and I heard the call and it was, you know, it's it's two things or it's four things. It's the economy, defense, economy, defense, whatever. And 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 went on to relay some of the same talking points you you hear all the time that I don't care if he's a good person or not there have been bad people in the White House that's that's true um there have been bad people in the White House and I don't particularly care if and this is just me I don't really it doesn't it's not my main thing if the president has a a side piece you know if he's got a, a girlfriend on the side that's fine okay whatever. That doesn't it's not the kind of thing that's going to uh, cause me to not vote for somebody. But he, to me, goes way beyond that. The transgressions are so far past that. We're talking about sexual assault, which has already been agreed upon in court. They've already decided that he assaulted somebody. Now they're just determining how much money she gets from him. The court has already decided that this happened. That, to me is disqualifying used but, to be you know well, it used to be if you if you just say if you would come but, to me and said hey john i've got oh, a candidate but let me say that uh, what, what, what it Andy would be said, diffi- disqualifying on the democratic side it absolutely would be totally they throw him out yeah they would throw him and, out and what on what amy said about the elections does ma- i liken it to um i have a sports analogy the houston astros right a few years ago cheated allegedly to win Everybody hated them at the time and still kind of hate them, though it's died off quite a bit. But the sport was fine. The sport was fine. Do you know what would kill the sport? If the Houston Astros, those five, six, seven, however many guys cheated, were all gambling. If they were all taking bets on the games they were playing in and agreed to throw those games for money, that would kill the sport. Because then people. Because then people would say, well, if these guys are throwing it, then the, the results aren't true. It's right. not real. Right. So then why would I trust that any game that I ever watch in the future is it's, real? Right. That would be damaging to the sport. And I liken this, uh, the election was stolen, mm-hmm. election was stolen. I liken it to that. I liken it to athletes taking bets to throw games like the Black Sox scandal 100 years it's ago. It's the integrity of the competition. That's the only thing it's that the only could thing truly... That matters. Be yeah. the and if, and if the you downfall. believe, if you believe that American elections are illusory, and that there's rampant fraud going on, and that outcomes are uh, created rather than announced, yeah, uh, you've done. And if and if millions and millions of people in your country believe that, that's done great harm, grave harm, yeah, to the republic. And and it, I, it would make me feel better if. People were to look at him and listen and listen to what he's saying and what he said over the last several years. And it essentially amounts to, well, if I win, it's cool. 
If I don't, it was clearly stolen. Well, he and said he said that listen, about the 24 election coming up. He said that the other night. He it, said it, it before 2016. Yeah, I know. I know. And and, it, and and people weren't like, wait a minute, bud. Wait, are you serious? Hmm. Only if you win? Only if you win? Because if you tell people there's no possible way I can lose, come on, man. Like, I, I would just think that people would be smarter and see that and go, that doesn't, that sounds fishy. Why, why is he saying that? It's, it's not right, but I don't know. Lemmings. Hey, uh, everything's great, though. They're lemmings. They're lemmings. It's a cult. I'm done trying to figure it out, rationalize it. I don't get it. I heard and those it, same calls on Glover. I mean, it doesn't matter. And Suddenly, I mean, we need no more evidence than what we've watched on the border, you guys. They've been talking about the border. We need to close it. We need to close it. They have a deal. Guess what? Donald Trump's decided they're not going to do it anymore. That's uh, his policy, closing uh, the border. Republican Utah Senator Mitt Romney says, um, I think the border is very important for Trump. The fact he would communicate to Republican senator, senators and congresspeople, he doesn't want us to solve the border problem because he wants to blame Biden for it, mm-hmm. is really appalling. That's Mitt Romney, Republican Well, that's from what's Utah. going on right now. There's so, a, a bipartisan immigration reform bill, and it's just getting clogged up. All right, go enjoy the snook. See you guys. That's Hancock and Kelly. Talk to you next Friday. Chris and Amy, and did you see this? Coming up on KMOX. Did you see that thing? I can't believe it. Something is obviously wrong. This is a joke, right? Oh, my God. Are you freaking kidding me? No way. You got to be kidding me. Don't feel bad. There's no way you could have known that. Now, did you see this with Chris and Amy on the show? Ron, this is more of a public service announcement for the Utes. Okay. The stupid Utes. Uh, you know, TikTok uh, trends are yeah. dangerous. So, so, South Korea has had to warn against the social media trend of eating fried toothpicks. Yes, kids are frying toothpicks. They're battering them, fry, deep frying them. They use food coloring to make it green. And they kind of look like curly fries, but they're deep okay. frying toothpicks and eating them. And they're saying, don't what? do it. It's dangerous. Why are they doing it? Because people are idiots. One TikTok user said it's very crispy. Yeah, I would think so. Ew. It's a toothpick. Anyway, so don't do it. And don't let your kids eat fried toothpicks. Uh, Isn't that weird? You know, it reminds me of an episode of House. Did you mm. ever watch House? Oh, House is Q the Laurie? reason why I'm terrified of birds, because 50% of all the weird stuff is from yeah. bird poop. So it's only, House is a show where there's a doctor, he's brilliant, he solves everything. All based on real cases, by the way. And um, he gets these random weird things that happen, mm-hmm. and he figures it out. And one of the cases was a person who was having these excruciating pains in the abdomen. It started in the stomach, and then it would move, and then it would move again, and they would do the MRI, and they couldn't find it. And it turned out the guy had swallowed a toothpick, and because the toothpick was saturated with, you know, like it was wet, it doesn't show up on the MRI. But that's what it was. That's awful. It was the points of the toothpick stabbing him on the way through the well, digestive system. That's one reason. The other 50% of the time, it's bird poop and weird diseases. Okay. This is an unbelievable story out of Memphis. Okay. This is, there's a DJ in Memphis who goes by Slick Rick. It, mm-hmm. It's not that Slick Rick, not the Dougie Fresh Slick Rick. This is Slick Rick Buchanan. His brother goes into Slick Rick's house, sees him 
thinks that Slick Rick has a coat over his head like he's cold. cold. Yeah, like a hoodie up. And he, he says he walks a, walks out and thinks something's weird. He's like, wait a minute. And he goes back in. It turns out he's decapitated. Slick Rick? Slick, not not the Dougie not Fresh. Not the Dougie Fresh, but the other yes. Memphis DJ. So he was sitting in his home with a coat on and he no said, head. He said, I thought his coat was up over his head like he was cold or something. I ran out and then I ran back in and realized it was something worse. That is worse. His brother's way worse. Um, The investigation is underway. They're trying to figure out how this happened. It happened on Wednesday night, but they don't they don't know why he was decapitated and or who somebody did it. It's not like you can decapitate yourself. No, not easily. I've never seen anything like that. What is going on? I don't know. Wow. That's awful. Did he find his head? I don't. It doesn't say. The story doesn't say. Because if his head's missing, that makes it slightly, you know, more interesting. (laughs) Amy. All right. We're going to talk. We're going to talk Chiefs football when we come back. Danon Hughes, analyst for the Chiefs, joins us next on KMOX. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 